Good morning to Shushi Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Those that are seen with the materialized and those that are seen with the spiritualized. We are reading, we're continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, 16th chapter, text 2. Today is June 8, 2022, and we are reading about the glorious, magnificent King Parikshit. But before we Tap into our nectarian scriptures. We always like to honor by singing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jayarad Madhava Kunjabihari Jayagopijanavallabha Kirivaradari Jaya Gopijanavalaba Kirivaradari Yashura Nandana Braja Yashura Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jayaradam Madhava Kunjabihari Jayaradam Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari 
ಯಶುರನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜಚರಂಜನನ್ ಯಶುರನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜಚರಂಜನನ್ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧಾಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರೇ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧಾಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರೇ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪವದೇವ ಬಾಲದೇವ ಬಾಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಗೋಣಿಥಾಯ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಗೋಣಿಥಾಯ ನೀಚಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿಭೋ 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 ನಿಚ್ಚಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿಭೋ ಮೀಠಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿಭೋ 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 ನಿಚ್ಚಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಜಯ ಶಿಶಿಲಿ ಡಾಮ್ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಶಿಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭು ಪಾತ್ ಕೀ We are continuing to read from Canto 1, Chapter 16, 
text 2, and the topic is how Parikshat received the age of Kali. On text 2, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timarandasya Gnanjanan Shalakaya Chakshon Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Shtapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadandikam Vanchakalpatarubhyas Chakripasandubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavibhya Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sviyadvaita Gadaraha Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare You know it's always nice to get the feeling that after we sing a little kirtan and we honor their lordships. And with the right amount of energy, it's almost as if you don't need to do the class or the lecture because it's already done in the singing. It's like, what more is there to say? And sometimes people will say, well, just read from the scriptures and that's it. Don't expound upon it. Don't go on. But we're all different and we have different realizations and understandings and feelings about what we read. So tolerate me for a moment as I share what I have a feeling for in text two. But always, it is always my intention to keep the essence of the scripture so that we never lose it. So, um, text two. Sautarashatanayam upayema iravatam janamajaya dadims chaturas tasham utpadyatsutan sautarashatanayam upayema iravatim Janamajaya dims chaturas tasham utpadyat sutan sautarashatanayam upayema iravatim janamajaya dims chaturas tasham utpadyat sutan sautarashatanayam Upayema Ravatim Janama Jayanam Dims Chaturas Tasha Upadyatsutam Saha He Uttarasya 
of King Uttara, Tanayam, daughter, Upayami, married, Iravatim, Iravati, Janamanjaya Adin, headed by Maharaj Janamanjaya, Chatura, four, Tasyam, in her, Utpadyat, Bigat, Sutan, sons. Uh, the translation here is, King Purikshit married the daughter of King Uttara and begot four sons, headed by Maharaj Janamajaya. The purport, Maharaj Uttara was the son of Virata and maternal uncle of Maharaj Pariksit. Iravati, being the daughter of Maharaj Uttara, was the cousin sister of Maharaj Pariksit, but cousin brothers and cousin cousin brothers and sisters were allowed to get married if they did not belong to the same gotra or family. In the Vedic system of marriage, the importance of the gotra or family was stressed. Arjun also married Subhadra, although she was his maternal cousin sister. On Janamanjaya, one of the Rajashi kings and the famous son of Maharaj Parikshit, his mother's name was Irvati, or according to some, Madravati. Maharaj Janamanjaya begot two sons of the names Janatanika and Sankukarana. He celebrated several sacrifices in the Kudasetra pilgrimage site, and he had three younger brothers named Srutasena, Ugrasena, and Bhimasena II. He invaded Taksala, Ajanta, and he decided to avenge the unlawful curse upon his great father. Maharaj Pariksit. He performed a great sacrifice called Saprayagna to kill the race of serpents, including the Takshaka, which had bitten his father to death. On request from many influential demigods and sages, he had to change his decision to kill the race of snakes. But despite stopping the sacrifice, he satisfied everyone concerned in the sacrifice by rewarding them properly. In the ceremony, Mahamuni Vyasadev also was present, and he personally narrated the history of the Battle of Kurusetra before the king. Later on, by the order of Vyasadev, his disciple, Vashapayana narrated before the king the subject matter of Mahabharat. 
he was much affected by his great father's untimely death and was very anxious to see him again. And he expressed his desire before the great sage, Vyasadeva. Vyasadeva also fulfilled his desire. His father was present before him, and he worshipped both his father and Vyasadeva with great respect and pomp. Being fully satisfied, he most munificently gave charity to the brahmanas present at the sacrifice. Namo Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Vasai Vudali Shimadi Bhakti Tirta Swami Namani Namaste Saraswati Devi Kodavani Pachani Never say Sunivadi Pastadishtani Jaya Shishi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhuni Yananda Sweetwaita Kadara Hashivasati Gora Bhakti Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare This is a brief description of a little background on Pariksha Maharaj and the marriage to the daughter of King Uttara. And in those times, it was acceptable for cousin brothers and cousin sisters to marry on the maternal side, not on the paternal side meaning not on the father's side, because that means two brothers have children and they're going to, they would be married, and that is unacceptable. But you have to remember, even Arjuna and Subhadra married, but they were related also. They were maternal cousin-sister. Well, Subhadra was the maternal cousin-sister. And even in the scriptures, you'll find that Lord Krishna married two cousins. But then this is the Lord. What he does is acceptable. And it was approved. So, of course, there were no problems with the marriage or the sparring of children. And I believe in some countries, this is acceptable, but vastly, it is prohibited. Why did they marry like that? To keep families strong, to keep the heritage, the line of heritage strong? There are many different, various reasons that you'll find that this did happen in the past. And it happens in other countries and more memorably in England for political reasons, of course, but that isn't really the gist of the, uh, the text. It's just giving a little background as to what took place. Gentleman Jaya being the very famous son of Maharaj Parikshit wanted to avenge the curse that was put up on his father 
by the son of a sage, whereby King Parikshit would lose his life by being bitten by the gliding snake. And I believe that's the description of Takshaka. And you wonder, well, this is Maharaj Parikshit. Why didn't the Lord stop this? But remember also that Maharaj Parikshit remembers the Lord. Even when he was in the womb of his mother, how the Lord saved him from the Brahmastra weapon. So he was totally indebted to the Lord. He honored the Lord, whatever the decisions were by the Lord. He accepted that. So he's cursed to lose his life in seven days by the bite of the snake. But it's not, it, it wasn't like the bite of a snake in this material world. It was transcendental. I'm not saying he was happy about it, but he had resigned himself to accept the fact that he had a limited lifespan and he had all of his business in order. And it is a lesson. As a matter of fact, there's a lesson in all of the scripture. And if we don't understand them, and most of the time initially we don't, that's why it is good to take a spiritual master to help guide you, to help you understand what it is you're reading, the background of it, and why things occurred in more depth. With Maharaj Pariksit, it reminds us, not necessarily that we should look forward to dying in seven days, but then at any moment, any of us can lose our life heirs. And you don't have to be Older, you don't have to be uh, the age of uh, Maharaj Pariksit. It doesn't come to mind right now what his age was. But the point is, in this day and age, children come into the world for a brief moment and sometimes only to the womb to take the body of a human and they leave their bodies. Human life form is the highest form in which one can attain the understanding and the ways by which to return back home, back to Godhead. It is also a reminder, as you read the scriptures, that in the, and this varies because times change, but the essence of the scriptures is the same, in the last 15, 20 years of one's life, one should focus on the necessary practices, steps, lessons to study God consciousness, to understand how to get one's consciousness primed so that one is able to go back home, back to Godhead. Now, it may not be everyone's goal to go back to Krishna Loka, 
Some of us may want to go to the planet of the relatives because we're so attached to them. Well, depending on how one leaves their body, sometimes that's possible. There are so many different heavens. The prime, most desirable one that we've all belonged to at some point in time or been a part of is Krishna Loka. So even as we understand that during the last couple of decades of one's life, one should focus on understanding the relationship that one has with the Lord, you don't need to wait until that point. I look at the young kids that are coming up in the world now, and I have an opportunity to watch the children at the um, Gurukul here. And you learn so much by looking and listening to individuals silently. And I think these little spirit souls are so beyond so many of us sometimes. They're so pure. And I pray that what I'm seeing is the beginning of something that will continue eternally. As long as these bodies are coming to the material world, that they have the understanding of their relationship with the Lord, that they perform in the mode of goodness, that they behave in such a way that they are an excellent example of what Krishna consciousness and God consciousness is about. But you take it one step further and you think about the upbringing of these children, any child that's coming into the world right now. Many years ago, maybe when I was much, much younger, I would look at children and if their behavior was improper, I'd think, what a spoiled brat. What a terrible child. But you have to go a little bit further and understand why is this child behaving in such a way which leads you to understand that the environment in which a child lives and even one step further, the environment in which a child is conceived makes a vast difference in that child's life. The role of a parent is not just to have children for tax deductions. It's more than that. You have an opportunity to raise this soul who you've had contact with, some relationship with in a previous life. You have a chance to either get it right or to get better at what you didn't do before. But when you're raising your children, you should take it seriously. My thought was always, whatever it was that was lacking in my childhood, and I'm not saying my parents were imperfect. They had their issues. Every, Pretty much every parent has their issues. But with mine, as with most of us, their parents were probably going through some issues. I didn't know it at the time, but it left enough of a mark on me 
that if I had continued to um, emulate, to imitate that behavior, I would be uh, a radical. I would be, and I want to put this kindly because I honor my parents, even though they've gone on, but I, I would have been um, a character, to put it mildly. I would have been very mean-tempered, which I um, would imagine that was one of my, well, it was one of my father's characteristics because he was older when they gave birth to me. He was a war veteran, and I'm sure he had heard his share of bombs dropping. So his uh, temperament was very short. You know, the least little sound that was made, so we couldn't make a lot of noise in the house. If we dropped something and he wasn't expecting it, you would think the world <laughs> ended because he would come running. And so we were on edge most of the time, and, of course, that caused friction with Mom, who had her own issues. And I'm not saying that to say I'm a perfect parent, but getting back to the point, the goal is that whatever was missing in the childhood that could have helped you be better or be a better child, I wanted to give that to my children. And I would think most of us would. We want to give the best characteristics so that that child is not a burden to society. Love is very important. Not discriminating between your love of each child that you have is very important. Not punishing them for what you went through. You want to give them the best because you're talking about the heritage, the lineage of your family line. You want it to be the best possible line that would be an asset to humanity. And I look at the characteristics of the personalities in the Srimad Bhagavatam, and I get that understanding that that really was the goal. And even though Janaman Jaya understood that um, his father's life was taken, and according to him, far, far ahead of his time, too soon, even during this time, the beginning of, I think it was between, well, let's just say during Kali Yuga, the beginning of it, he was in, he was, he was hurt. He wanted revenge. So it's a healthy factor to have revenge. What is not healthy is to act upon it. So I may be jumping around a little bit, but the point is, Janaman Jaya, wanted revenge for the early departure of his father. But he was fortunate enough to have demigods and sages, Mahamuni, uh, Vasudev there, to stop the action that he was about to create of the snake sacrifice um, 
what is Sarpa Yagna. That's the um, elimination of all the snakes. And of course that was halted. Like any child who didn't really have a memorable or memory of his relationship with his father, a very brief one, he wanted to see his father. And believe it or not, there are conditions in which one can leave their body, and if the desire is strong enough, depending on what the circumstances are, whether or not, in this case, the child wanted to see his father, that was manifested. These occurrences do occur. This is not fiction. These are not fairy tales. It's not that we should desire this action because we actually have the eternal association of our loved ones even though they are no longer in their bodies. Chanting, having proper association, reading, kirtan, listening to sannyasis, gurus, helps to set the foundation for the potential. But that shouldn't be your goal. But I'm saying that to say, your loved ones never, ever truly leave you. Their spirit soul lives on eternally. And depending on the what, whens, and where, and how, it is possible to have contact with them. But I won't go into that so much. I'm just saying it is possible, the potential is there, the essence that I am gathering from text two is that ultimately we should be grounded, grounded in a firm family Heritage that is in the mode of goodness, that is grounded in God consciousness. Because based on the brief experiences that I've seen and been a part of, those that do not have any grounding in faith in God, whatever your bona fide religion is, the family is pretty much destined to have even more additional problems than the average person. But those that are grounded in God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, whatever the issues are, when you're holding on to that faith in the Lord, when you understand your relationship with the Lord, when you surrender completely, or to the best of your ability until it can be complete surrender, the Lord will manifest himself in various ways to assist you in your life, 
in your problems. Yes, you will have issues. But whatever the issues are, they won't bowl you over. They won't knock you out of consciousness, uh, sanity. You'll be able to handle it. And the along that same path is that when things happen, for whatever reason they happen, it is wise to remember whatever it is. It's not, why did the Lord do that to me? He didn't do anything. Our circumstances are circumstances that we've brought up on ourselves from previous lifetimes. Uh, circumstances of um, our uh, associations with others and associations or the effect of um, actions by demigods or a providence. Whatever it is, however it affects your life, and you will be affected, always remember you have a way out, and that way out is leaning on the Lord. It's not ending it, ending yourself. You do have a way out. And in these times, it is so important to understand that you do have a foundation, you do have a family, and you are part and parcel of God. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And depending on what our senses get us into, the best sensory action or feeling that one could possibly get is that relationship with the Lord. Because we all have individual relationships. Every single one of them is different. Every single one of us has a different reason why we're here. And if you stay on the path, eventually you'll find out what it is. But if you fight the truth when you find it, then you'll find yourself repeating life again in one of the 8,400,000 life forms very easily. What amazes me is that those that come to an understanding still do the same crazy things over and over again. But I guess that's not for me to understand. But what is important is that when you see someone that is receptive to information, to help, when you see someone going down the wrong path, try to find the proper words to say in a devotional way to help that individual. Because as Kali Yu goes on, things will become more contaminated, more cloudy, more hmm, what's a what's a really good description description of a demented? It's kind of harsh, but things will become worse. But no matter how bad they are, no matter how worse they become, a devotee of the Lord can get through it. A devotee of the Lord can get through anything as long as you have the shelter of the Lord. 
You take shelter by taking the shelter of guru, instructions. You didn't come into the world knowing everything. Otherwise, why do we go to school to learn all these things? Some of it good, some of it not so good. But the point is, we've known all of this before. But we're back in the material contamination. And when you have an opportunity to understand who your real family is and what you're about, take that opportunity. And when you do take a step forward to have a relationship with the Lord, understand there will be obstacles along the pathway. Some of them are meant for your good. Maya, wonderful expert devotee of the Lord, will test you to see whether or not you rate being back with the Lord because you came to this material world. You wanted to be like the Lord. So the Lord manifested these various planets for us to play it out. You will have stumbling blocks. But what a devotee must remember is that wherever they are, in hell, in hellish conditions, as long as you have that relationship, that attachment to the Lord, you will get through anything. You won't crumble. What's also important that Srila Prabhupada stresses, and especially now, association. Association is so key. Sometimes um, I will, well, let me put this in a very uh, understandable way. Sometimes my association uh, during the week is, of course, mainly at the temple, uh, Pajari service and giving class. And um, I am doing my best to honor what my guru, Dave, has given me by establishing a YouTube, but in honor of my guru, but also honoring Lord Krishna. And there are other services. I'm saying that to say I do have association. Sometimes it's in person, sometimes not. But I always try to make sure that I have a contact person that I can communicate with. And because Krishna knew my heart, Krishna has arranged for me to have many contacts, um, many uncle gurus. And all you have to do is have the desire and have a little faith. Stay on the path of devotion and Krishna will manifest things that you need. Maybe not exactly at the time you need it, but when you need it. And they're always the things that are best for you. And that's the other thing that I wanted to end with, with um, um, Pariksha Maharaj. Because he was so devoted to the Lord, because he understood his relationship with the Lord, Pariksha Maharaj accepted the fact that he would die in seven days. And that's a big step to take. Well, it's a big understanding to undertake, to know that you're going 
to die in seven days. He didn't fight it because he knew the Lord all along from the time his soul entered the womb of his mother. The Lord was watching out for him and the Lord was doing exactly what was best for him. And sometimes things happen in our lives and we don't see the good in it. But when we're sheltered under the Lord, understand that it is for our best, our highest good. Whether it's, and these are difficult, and it's difficult sometimes to accept, but it's possible. Whether it's the loss of a love, the loss of a relationship, the loss of monetary means, whatever the loss is, it can be understood that if you've done everything that you could possibly do to rise above whatever that situation was, everything else is in the Lord's hands. The Lord has complete control complete control of the situation. It just depends on what mood that we're looking at it in. Let's say, for instance, and this is just an example, losing a a job. Maybe the Lord is pulling you away from that job because it out of all the money that you could have made in the long term, it really wasn't beneficial for you spiritually. And sometimes we'll find ourselves better emotionally and spiritually in a position where we're probably earning less money and finding out that that money or Lakshmi expands even more so than when we had more funds. I... I'm in that position. I had to leave a job early, and they called it early retirement because of an injury. But then there was so much nonsense going on, and I won't get into it in depth. But I think one day I'd like to write a book about it and then leave the country. But the point is, the job was no longer beneficial to my spiritual life, and it was hurting me physically and emotionally. And even though the Lakshmi was very nice, and it could have been right up until this point, very nice, it was the understanding, no doubt of Krishna, that I didn't need to be there. And even if it meant making half or maybe less, even less than that, that of Lakshmi, that I would be better off. And I just kind of went with the, the flow. Whatever it was that Christian was arranging, I accept it. And to this day, even though the times have been slim initially, I've always gotten through or gotten over that hump of or obstacle of not having enough, enough Lakshmi. I always had exactly what I needed. The Lord maintains what we have and he carries what we lack. And it's true. All you have to do, and I'm not saying it's easy, but all you have to do is have a little faith 
in the Lord and watch it grow. Because even that little amount of faith will carry you through life and through circumstances that you never, ever imagined you would have gotten through or no one else would have gotten through. So getting back to text two again. Um, the chapter continues on discussing some of the pastimes of King Pariksit, but it also makes clear that things are possible. Many things are possible with faith in the Lord, that things happen for a reason, that when we accept that the Lord is in control of our lives, even though there may be some times when it's a challenge to accept some things, accept it with the understanding that it's for your good. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to just rest on your laurels, just sit and not do anything. We can be proactive in situations, but when we are as proactive as we can be, and we've done as much as we can do, with the understanding that the Lord is in control, leave it in the Lord's hands, and it will turn out, things will manifest exactly the way it's supposed to manifest. Just have a little faith. So we'll look forward to continuing with the pastimes and how uh, King Pariksit received the age of Kali. But it is a reminder, a serious reminder, that these bodies are temporary. That at some point in time, we will lose the bodies. But we will never, ever lose ourselves. Our souls are eternal. They will always exist. They always have. There's never been a time when they've not existed. There has never, ever been a time when we were not with the Lord. And I'm saying that to say there's never a time that we've ever been alone. So those are really good points to mention, to marinate on, to think about, to consider. And I do encourage everyone, each time I remember to say it, to continue to reach out to someone during these times. And if there is someone that you can help without harming yourself emotionally, do it. Think about all that Lord Krishna has done for you. Think about all that the Lord has done for you. He gives us so much. And if you consider all of the things that the Lord has given you, and you hold it in your hands and close it, understand that as long as your hand is closed, nothing is going out and nothing is coming in. We have to give back. It's a natural circle. It should be a natural circle of love. And it's also important, as I'm ending, to remember to be grateful and to remember to be thankful. There has to be something that we're grateful for or thankful for. But if you don't appreciate it, even if it's something small, 
even though it may not be considered small to someone else. Even though it's something small, if you can't appreciate the small things that happen, how can you position yourself to be grateful for the greater things that happen, the potential that we have for greater things to happen, if you don't appreciate the small things that happen along the way? So I will end at this point and be ever so grateful for having the opportunity to be before the Lordship in Radhakala Chanji Dam and having the opportunity to remind myself of the scriptures, of what I've read, because it is important to reread the scriptures. Each time you will get a different understanding. I'm grateful for their lordships for giving me the opportunity through the servants of the Lord. Always grateful. And always praying that when I come before the lordships, or whether I'm on a YouTube or on a teleconference, that whatever is coming out of my mouth, whatever I'm doing, is a representation of the Lord. And that's another thing we should consider. Whatever we're doing, whatever we're saying, however we're behaving, should be a representation of not only the Lord, but of our disciplic succession, our sampradaya. We should be representative of that and not an embarrassment. So always remember, Srila Prabhupada has given so, so much. He completed so many wonderful projects, but he also left quite a few for us to complete. And in order to position yourselves for those different projects or service, continue to chant. Chant sincerely. Continue to read Srila Prabhupada's books. Continue to work on good association, devotee association. And it could be a devotee of some other faith, but a bona fide faith. We don't just restrict ourselves to friendships with devotees. And also, when given the opportunity, take lessons, take instructions from sannyasis, from gurus because they were put in those positions for a reason. And ultimately, we should respect them. No, not everyone is perfect, but what you think is imperfection, understand that Krishna sees everything. And if there's a correction that needs to be made, he will make it. So, I'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.